just queens are too just queens their time has come united queendom hello 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 i'm ed dyson i'm charlie valentine and we are united, united queendom bringing you all things drag race plus the ed and charlie show in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q Bar, Q Club, Little Club, and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing, and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We are still recording remotely and it looks like we will be for the rest of season 12 now because the finale is due in June and it seems we're going to be on lockdown till then. Um, Charlie, how are you coping with the isolation? I got so drunk last night, I threw up. By What's yourself? <laughs> I, by myself, over house party. I was with oh. friends. I don't know how it happened. Well, I know exactly how it happened. I drunk half a bottle of rum. But I mean, like, what am I doing? <laughs> Who gets when you're doing the walk of shame in your own house, that's when you know things have gone too far. <laughs> I haven't left my bed. But I don't know how I did it, where I like, until I threw up, what is wrong with me? So that's how uh, I'm well, coping. <laughs> I think that everyone's allowed to just indulge as much as they want right now. That's my excuse. I mean, I do anyway, but now I have an actual excuse. Um, the way I'm coping is, I assume you guys are doing the same thing. Tiger King. <gasps> so have you good. been watching it? I think we need to recap this as well because it's the only thing on TV camper than Drag Race and I am it... absolutely loving it. Oh my days. <laughs> it makes Drag Race look like the World Cup. It's so outrageous. Um, but yeah, let's get into this episode, Gay's Anatomy. Does what it says on the tin. Um, we start, as we always do, with um, the Sherry Pie disclaimer, which they're keeping on for just as long as ever. They really want to hammer it home. But I, I quite enjoy it now. I find it quite comforting. Do you? <laughs> I do. And it's it just... still doesn't make any sense in terms of the editing. I mean, we'll get into the episode, but it just feels like she's coming out of nowhere. And I know this is probably sacrilege, but I really feel like she would have been a great contestant. I think she'd be oh. really funny. And it's such a shame this has all happened. I definitely think that um, she would have been my favourite. So really... The whole sex abuse thing. We're the real victims here. No, obviously I'm joking. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, it's just a sad situation. And it's, it would have been great if she'd been some really crappy early out who got... Well, it wouldn't have been great, but it would have made it a lot easier. But it's a shame that she was such a talented front runner. Yeah. Um, I say was, like she is dead. She's still alive, I believe. She got some um, airtime in Untucked. I did watch Untucked, actually, this week. I haven't been watching it because it's quite hard to get in the UK and you can only really get sped-up versions from what I'm seeing. But everyone was saying this one was good. Same. Um, I, I didn't enjoy it that much, though. It, it was a lot of kind of seemed like ganging up and bullying on Aiden. We don't condone bullying at United Queendom. No, we don't. I mean, we bully Moon, but he deserves <laughs> it. That's different. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Aiden, we start this episode after our disclaimer... Everyone's really sad about Rock and Sakura leaving, but they all turn that sadness and turn it into rage at Aiden. Um, so, yeah, everyone just thinks she should be gone by now. Why do you think everyone's so angry? It is. It's like, have we, I don't, have we seen this on this level since Serena Chacha Gate when everyone had had it? Well, I, obviously, a lot of people are saying it reminds them of Jinx, but Jinx was different because Jinx was doing very well in the competition. Jinx so it felt like good. she was threatening everyone by being good. 
uh, so they were coming for her. But Aiden, that's the thing I don't get. Like, if someone's not doing that well in the competition, they're not really a threat. So I don't know why you wouldn't just kind of be happy that they're there to make you look a bit better. I can see the frustration in that, like, they, she seems to be getting a pass. And I'm sure if any of the other girls wore the same wig every single week, they'd be clocked for it. And she seems to be getting away with it. And no one's commenting. Like, it's literally the same little wig. I definitely get the frustration, but ultimately, if the, if they're being rational, which obviously in stand in that environment is hard to do, you'd be mad at the judges. The judges are the ones giving her a pass. It's not Aiden's fault she's getting away with the bare minimum, if that's how people view it. Yeah, well, the producers more like. They're the ones orchestrating it all. I know, and they're falling for it. It's like, if the producers were so obviously trying to cause this kind of reaction, I'd almost want to not give it them out of spite, but everyone's really sinking their teeth into it. Um, Britta says after lip syncing her mind has changed and now she's going into full fucking gear because she's Britta bitch and in New York she's in New York she's always at the top because she works so hard so I mean the editors are really not they're including every bit it seems of like Britta being annoying unless Britta is just everything she says is annoying (laughs) but I think she's shaping up to be very very unpopular is that how you're feeling about her still? I think, yeah, they are giving her a, a shady edit of this overconfidence. Which yeah, is, delusion. Un- Convince yourself. Delusion and unearned. She is getting <laughs> the milk edit. I'm she finding is. her really grating. I did, I did find her really, really grating, but now I feel a bit like I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. I don't want to kick her while she's down. I feel like everyone's yeah. having a pop at her. I'm going to leave it. I do feel like that to an extent, but then also I do feel that about Aiden, that everyone's kicking her when she's down. And I do think one of the main people doing that is Britta. So it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, feeling sorry for her, but also being like, well, if everyone kind of turns on you for this behaviour, that's kind of the behaviour you're displaying yourself. Um, But on a more positive note, Gigi says uh, she won the challenge that she most wanted to win last week, which was the ball. So, Charlie, what would be, if you were a Drag Race contestant, what would be the challenge you would most want to win? Uh, probably like a comedy improv challenge. Yeah, something yeah. like that Bianca Del Rio um, stand-up one that she won. Yeah, I would love to do a roast. I love a roast. Oh, a roast, yeah. I was meaning the stand-up, but yeah, the roast like they did on season five, that'd be good as well. Yeah, um, or for the me, Lady I- Bunny roast. I would definitely most want to win Snatch Game, hands down, just because it's so, it's got such like status because everyone knows it and it comes every season. Evie last year, was she, I think, isn't she the only winner ever to do bad at Snatch Game? Is that right? Well, Tyra Sanchez in season two, she, um, she was safe in Snatch Game, but she also had immunity because it was back in those days. Um, so some people say she would have been bottom, but really in season two, the bottoms were so bad that it's hard to believe even if Tyra didn't have immunity, she would have been bottom. And then in terms of All-Stars, obviously Trixie famously bombed in All-Stars oh, 3 yeah. and went on to win. But yeah, I think Evie is the only person to lip sync on Snatch Game and then win. But then obviously it was her against Brooke in the final and Brooke also lip synced at Snatch Game. So either way, we were getting a bad Snatch Game person. Yeah. That's for sure. Also, they've got a lot to live up to now that UK one was so good. I know. Well, I think that's when... <laughs> thank God we have that, because like, our lip syncs, obviously, we're not giving it, giving it. But then also this season, the lip syncs haven't been giving it that much. But we shall get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki says she's going to walk the runway as Quasimodo, or Quasimodo, as she says, to prove that she's goofy. But do you feel like she's really understanding the critique here? No, she isn't. It's, she's a classic glamour girl who does like, they think they, if they paint a bit uglier, yeah. 
That's them showing personality. Yeah, they're wanting something more internal than just blacked out teeth, Who which we did get to. that. Didn't someone do that? Oh, am I getting you a Hamasaki? Is that a throwback? Do you remember yes. when she wouldn't paint ugly? Yes. Uh, she, yeah, she was meant to be ugly in the challenge that I think Asia Hara won because she did paint ugly. But um, you were just like put some moles on, but still looked quite pretty. Yeah. And then was on that ball. <laughs> and she tried to make a catchphrase out of my hot and flexible body. Da, 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 da. And she kept repeating it and retweeting it the week she was eliminated. And it was like, no, girl, this is not happening. Um, <laughs> and it's not just Britta who's criticizing Aiden. Jada also thinks that she should have been in the bottom. But Ada defends her footlocker look and says she didn't want to stack things on. And she is now getting a bit of confidence saying, they tell me I do have that uniqueness about me and I just need to bring that to the table. So do you think that Aiden's kind of been bolstered by the judges letting her through? I think you'd have to be, no. She seems to get in cockpit. I mean, even in Untucked, she's really defending herself. But I suppose she... you have to. What you got to mean? You can't, you can't walk out and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't deserve it. I had to get through. I'm admiring the fact that she's standing up to everyone and she's not like crying or getting too upset because even if you are confrontational, to be up against everyone thinking you're crap is quite intimidating. Listen, if you can't believe in yourself, you've got to believe in yourself, ain't you? <laughs> well, she has one supporter because Heidi says, I see, I see a fire in her. But Widow says, candle, <laughs> which I quite liked that exchange. Um... And then we get a confessional of Aiden saying, if the bitches aren't seeing what they want from you, then bitch, bye. Not the bitches, the judges, sorry. But potato, potato at this point. But I was thinking, um, imagine, can you imagine if Aiden goes on to win this competition? <laughs> the gag, the face crack. Do you think there's any chance? No, I think the producers will keep her in as long as they can. I think they might get for one drama. Well, they're gearing up, aren't they, for a Brit Aiden showdown, no? But they've already had the opportunity to do that. They had the opportunity last week, so it feels like... But, yeah, I mean, they do this sometimes, though, because they... Like, last year, they had the opportunity to put um, Brooke and Vanjie in the bottom together for Snatch Game, but didn't, which they later did do it anyway for another challenge. But it's just like, sometimes they build up these storylines and then the opportunity presents themselves and they still don't do it. The producers have got very all over the place these days, I think. Oh, you tell them. Yeah, I'll tell them. If they'd hired me as a writer, like I said, I could have sorted these problems out. But I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter filter, as people are now calling her. <laughs> <laughs> in New York, everyone loves my comedy writing. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, so it's a new day in the workroom, and Jada announces that she's trade of the season. <laughs> I love the confidence. Um, who do you think is trade of the season? You know who I love, Miss Crystal Method. Still Crystal. So you're in the RuPaul group of fancying Crystal. I think Crystal. she's so adorable. I really her. wish I could do an impression of Crystal because she's got, we're not hearing a lot of her voice because she didn't seem to be in the show much apart from Ru fawning over her hair. But she has such a unique voice that I really want to master it and that is my aim by the end of the season. And let's face it, I've got a lot of time to work on it. I do like her. I don't think she's long for this world. She's not getting enough screen time. I feel like she's going to be out. She clearly yeah, hasn't been given mean. a storyline, has she? Her storyline is her forget, elder though, Let's not forget that Cameron Michaels got to the final with basically no screen time. So it can happen. Um, but yeah, I think the trade of the season... Um, who do I think it is? I actually, even though I dismissed it at the beginning, I probably would say Jackie. I'm getting on board the Jackie train. Oh, okay. Very I mean, square we, jaw. Yeah, square jaw. And I just think she has a nice sensibility about her. 
God, that's my sex talk. I just like a nice sensibility. Um, Heidi says that Jan would be trade if she had her brows, which I'm glad she brought up because I was meaning to mention this. Did you clock that Jan has painted on brows in her boy confessional? No, I didn't. If you look closely, you will see it, which makes it even more funny when she's talking about how she used to play soccer. <laughs> she's got these drawn on brows. Get RuPaul's video about the challenge. She says, how's your head? Ache. Sickening. And then Crystal coughs. So we know we're getting a medical challenge, but it is a bit bad timing, isn't it, really? I know, so tone deaf. <laughs> so sensitive. The editors had enough on their plate with Sherry Pie without having to try and edit around this being a medical episode. <laughs> but, but it feels like at this point, is season 12 cursed? It is, completely. I tell you, if Santino comes back, then it's confirmed. This is a cursed season. It's poor, these poor girls, I think of these poor girls, like, they spend so much money to get on the show. I think, did Miss Cracker say on her season she spent over a hundred grand to get on? As in, did spent she? On costume. I feel like she said that number. She still might have bank oh. loans. Maybe I've made it up. Listeners, let me know. If I, made... I feel like she said over hundred But all these girls spent so many thousands of dollars and now can't tour. They must be absolutely skint. Do you know what I mean? They can't capitalise on it. Well, Miss Cracker, I didn't see her runways costing that much, so I think she got ripped off, to be honest. But that's another story. <laughs> Uh, we get RuPaul coming out um, in person. And have you have you been interested following this whole fracking thing? No, explain to me the whole fracking thing. It's gone over my head. I hoped you were going to explain it to me. <laughs> um, I do, I've never really understood what fracking is. So I think, do, do you know what it actually is? It's like digging underground. For oil. For, for oil or something. Or for away. anything, anything precious. I don't know. It's for en- it's for oil and energy. I but... know it's about um, politically. It's about America is now that they used to be energy reliant on like Russia and China, but now yeah. through fracking they can be reliant on themselves, which politically is much better to be self sufficient with your energy. But it's really environmentally disruptive. So is this like? Would it be the government who are paying for? RuPaul to drill his garden. I mean, I'm sure he's not out there actually with a drill. I'm guessing it'll but... be like energy companies. It'd be like oil companies, yeah. Oh, so it's a private thing. Yeah, it would be like how BP has oil rigs. I'm guessing well, it's that. It'll be like an energy company like that. And they would, yeah, dig up huge parts of land. I don't exactly know how fracking works. But I know well, it is about... It has made America, for the first time ever energy is self-sufficient and it's not reliant on other nations which is obviously really good in terms of like geopolitics let's just hope that rupaul um doesn't frack too much because if he makes too much money he's not going to keep doing drag race we all know he don't like getting up in drag anymore unless it's for money so (laughs) slow down on that fracking we need more seasons please especially in these tough times um so rupaul introduces uh gay's anatomy yeah, I'm surprised they've never done this before. It seems like quite an obvious one. Feels like it would have been an early pitch, like season two or something. Uh, did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy, which obviously is the original show? I never. It's been on for like 28 seasons now. It's been going for years. I've never watched it. The only thing I know is Sandra O oh is in it. Correct? Is that right? She was, yeah. Was. I don't know how long she was in it. Actually, it was... Is this where Catherine Heigl became famous on Grey's Anatomy? Is that Yeah. Like... Yeah. That's actually... Yeah. So she was a big star in that and that, God, her career has really gone downhill now, hasn't it? 
I feel kind of sorry for her because there were reports that I she do. was a bit difficult and that. But it's like, how many men have been difficult? Do you know what I mean? Johnny Depp's been freaking charged <laughs> with beating up his wife and still is like making films. And Catherine Heigl was a bit of a twat and is now can never work again. <laughs> oh, if a man beats someone up, he's just eccentric. But if a woman like glares at someone, she's a bitch from hell. <laughs> but I think most of it stemmed from Catherine Heigl. Um, she gave that interview about um, knocked up after the film was released. Do you remember that? And oh, she so called I'm... it sexist. Yeah. And I think, because obviously Knocked Up was directed by Jude Apatow, who's one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. I think that was when she kind of got quietly pushed aside. I mean, she still makes films, but she was like heading up. She was like the new Julia Roberts for a moment. And then... she. Well, I think there was something as well. I know Shonda Rhimes doesn't get on with her. I, think... I don't know who Shonda Rhimes is. She, Shonda Rhimes created... Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. So she's um, behind the scenes? Or is she in the show as well? No, she's like the head writer and created all these shows. And now she's oh, this okay. huge, big... Um, <laughs> I guess I'm like, she's fat. This huge, <laughs> fat woman. <laughs> no, she creates all these shows called The Shonda... They're part of like, the Shondaverse. But, oh, um, she's referenced in this sketch, isn't she? Yeah. Is it Shonda Shimes, they say? Yeah. I didn't even get that as a pun. I didn't get it as a pun. I know it's based what? on her name, but I didn't know what it's trying to say. But I think as well there was something said? about... They, do you know they submit, people submit like performances for Emmys? Yeah. Catherine Heigl withdrew her submission, saying oh, she didn't yes. think her storyline was that good that year or something. I remember this. Yeah, and she then has Shonda, done a few things. Yes, I think that was a thing as well, where Shonda was like, you've just basically told everyone that you think the show wasn't good enough. It doesn't deserve Emmys. Which in fairness, I think she show. probably is a massive bitch. I've come full circle now. We've, we've talked ourselves into agreeing that she should be cancelled. Um, <laughs> Actually, now I think about it, yes, that's totally right. Another we thing that should be cancelled is this weird mini-challenge, which isn't even a mini-challenge, so where boring. they just hand out pills and decide, what is this about? It's so, so boring. Also, when they, like, cut to the wide, you suddenly see Sherry Pye on the end, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're in the show. It's so bizarre. <laughs> She's, like, not appeared at all. Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, who are you? On the end. So Which... here's what I have issue with. This mini pill thing is obviously staged to, so they get to choose who picks the roles, which I don't have a problem with, because if the show is going to manipulate the competition to cause drama, I'm happy with that. I like drama. But they didn't choose very well, because they picked Gigi and Nikki, who are both quite quiet and quite nice. So yeah. if you wanted to actually get some drama, why didn't you choose Aidan and Britta to work together to dish out the roles or something like that? I you just think it was a complete failed attempt to manipulate stuff. You totally should have got Britta. She would have stirred it up. Yeah, she would have given herself every role and flopped everyone. <laughs> uh, but well, it just reminds me of when they tried to make the Aquaria Cracker feud happen and it didn't. And it's just like, sometimes if there's already drama going on, you don't need to kind of meddle too much. It is. What was the uh, the best one? Was it season three with the so- the genre, the song genres? Oh yeah, Shangela. What did Shangela want? Reggae. Shangela wanted um, country, oh. so she pretended that she w- wanted reggae so that Carmen would take it before her. Oh. And then so Shangela kind of tried to manipulate everyone. But season three basically is eighty percent Shangela manipulating people and twenty percent other queens. So and that's why we love it. Um how, how did you think about the way that Gigi and Nikki divvied up the roles? I think they were I don't know why Nikki gave herself the baby role. I can what see you... why that could be a winning role if you were a good actress. 
Oh, the way that... Who won? Was it Darian Lake who won as the head? Darian won as a head. And I think Tyra did quite well in an acting challenge as a baby, which was quite similar. Um, but yeah, usually small, memorable roles are more likely to win, I find, than like a leading role that doesn't have like... You know, like how Black China with Shay won when she kind of yeah. burst in at the end, or Asia Ahara won when she burst in with um when she was doing what's her name Sarah Palin. And I yeah, think it was the same last season with Money Cart on All Stars doing um the girl who fell out the window in Sex and the Kitty Girl. So I think oh, yeah. I can see why you'd be drawn to those ones, but you have to be good in it still. <laughs> Never take the lead role. Yeah, like the worst role in this was Britta's, I think. Uh yeah, I would, for me, I thought Jan's was a weird choice, but I still think she did really well with it. Um, well, I think, but... um, uh, thing is, Jackie made the right point. The whole Wasn't the whole storyline that she had a facelift or something midway through and looked completely different, but Jan doesn't look that dissimilar to Jackie? That was a so... very good point. It really ruined some of the comedy. In yeah. That. I mean, not that a lot it of comedy It should have been like Widow and Jackie. Yes, that would have been way funnier. I agree. <laughs> we should have uh... been there right in this head. <laughs> I know. Um, so everyone gets the roles they wanted, apart from Aiden and Widow, who seem quite salty. Do you think they were shading Aiden, shading Aiden, uh, by giving her the ghost? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and also he's not an obvious choice for a Mae West type. No, but I get that the ghost thing. It's not even shade like, oh, you're fading in the background. It's like you're a corpse. It's more just like, well, you do a spooky aesthetic. It's kind of what happened with Sharon Needles in season four. Fifi yeah. gave her a spooky role and she thrived in it because it's like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I get why the Mae West thing wasn't a complete matchup, especially because Aiden said she didn't know a lot about Mae West, which Jackie was very offended by. Oh, I love Mae West. She's the queen. In fairness, Aiden didn't say she didn't know who Mae West was. She just said she didn't know as well as everyone else. Yeah. I have to admit, there's a few points I'm going to bring up in this episode that make me a bad gay. I've probably said this before, but I must admit most of my knowledge about the Mae West does come from Alaska Snatch Game. <laughs> I did do some research afterwards and looked at her to see how good the impression was, but I've never watched a film with Mae West in. Oh, they're so good. And they're all really short because they're like old. They're, she was like in the 20s and 30s. How so short? Like an hour and 10 minutes, some of these films. They're just so, so short. Because I think back in the day, you would have gone and seen like a double feature. So you would have seen like two, three films in a row. Double feature, picture show. I love that song. Do you know what I'm singing? Absolutely no idea. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. See, now who's a bad gay? Oh, I turned (laughs) that around quite well, didn't I? Now who's a bad guy? (laughs) Uh, So do you think that the uh, Gigi and Nikki should have sabotaged and given people roles that they didn't think they could do well in? No, I I would have just done, picked the best roles for me, which I don't think they did. They both picked very weird roles themselves. Yeah, Gigi's was very weird, I think. No, I would have helped out my mates, to be honest. Yeah, and also you kind of... I suppose on some level you are trying to make the scene good because it's going to be on TV. You don't want to be the person who, like, created a Shakespeare disaster. (laughs) And they actually might penalise you for it later if you did. Who knows? So we get RuPaul coming in and once again talking about Crystal's boy hair. Elder Barge is getting all the references. I wonder if the song's going up in, like, streams and stuff. I do love that song. RuPaul has shares in that record. (laughs) (laughs) This is his new form of fracking. He's been busted for that, so now he's just (laughs) secretly (laughs) plugging songs. RuPaul says that Crystal's boy hair is the most beautiful hairdo she's seen in her whole life. Okay, hold up. What is going on here? 
He's flirting. He needs to back off, RuPaul. She's mine. <laughs> and RuPaul's married. Although, they, <laughs> do you know they have an open relationship? Yeah, I heard he said something about if George wants to get a little sank on the farm, he can. Well, he means fracking and fucking. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this is going to be weird if Crystal's the first person to ever win purely based on her boy hair. Doesn't do well in any challenge, but RuPaul is just not eliminating her as long as she's got that... Let me say this right. Debarge? El Debarge? El Debarge. Yeah, okay. I think. I think it's going to be a running storyline, so I need to learn how to say it. El Debarge. Um, we find out that Jackie used to collect stool samples from her mum. Well, not from her mum. From, <laughs> for her mum. <laughs> Which is funny. Uh, but I think that means she should be good with the sketch because she's good at handling shit. But did you think that Jackie was um, gearing up for a win this episode? I did. She was getting so much screen time. She gets a little blubber fest. She gets a little emotional moment as well. It oh, was she all does. playing in that direction. Or could she be acting? We know she's an actress. Who knows? <laughs> Rue speaks to Britta. Britta says, you Britta work. And she says it oh, twice because she thought it was cringe. good enough. Like, Let's make sure they keep this in. <laughs> oh, it's so cringe and false. It is really cringe. It's just like, oh, nothing she's saying really at the moment is just working. It's just kind of everything is a bit desperate. And as I said, everyone's calling her a bitter filter now. Um, I think that might stick. Uh, Rue then talks to Aiden. Aiden gives a little Mae West preview. And then, um, oh, and then she says, um, she says she's out of her element here compared to everyone else. And Rue is having none of it. She's like, this is a unique situation. All of you would say the same thing. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. She can't keep harking on about being from a little town. Yeah. Like, you can't keep saying, oh, you're all better than me because you have more experience performing. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a competition. Yeah, that's nothing to brag about. Yes. <laughs> and, and as Jada says, this is not RuPaul's excuse race, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it was, I think Aiden would win a challenge. Um <laughs> Widow, I find this a bit funny when Widow says to Rue, I wanted to play something more serious. And Rue's just like, on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> no. I must admit, Rue sometimes is a bit too harsh on them in these walkthroughs, but I feel like every shade she threw in this episode was quite justified. <laughs> so, so good. Are you finding Rue quite fun this season? Because she tends I... to vary from season to season, doesn't she? How she into it she is. I think she's been more provocative as the show's gone on, actually, which I really like, with the girls in the workroom. I think before it was all very, like, subtly hinting that she didn't like what you were doing. But now she's like, Heidi, I hate your name. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I think the fracking's given her a lot of confidence. So there has been some good <laughs> things come from that. Uh, we're into rehearsals of Gay's Anatomy. Uh, straight away, we jump into Jada fumbling over her words, like the anaphylactic shock. Uh, did you think she was kind of heading for a bottom placement with this? No, I think they would have amped it up more if she was heading for a bottom placement. Yeah. Um, you and can then, really, you've got to rely on those shady, that shade button they throw in so you know who's doing bad. I thought there was a bit of a glimpse here that Gigi really is kind of getting a bit of a winner's edit because Jackie says, oh, I thought Gigi was just a fashion queen, but her performances are bringing it too. So she's quite the threat. Um, so it's weird because I think... If this was a normal season, statistically, we'd be looking at Sherry and thinking she's the front runner now. But obviously we know she's discounted. So it feels like, are they trying to maybe build up Gigi as a winner edit, kind of, even though that wasn't the original intention? I don't know. 
I guess so. I'm guessing they're having to like scramble, aren't they? F- yeah, fill that's out the word. Stuff. They're scrambling through the season. It um, is. I don't know how they're going to do it if Cherry does get to the final. If you have that final episode where they have like one on ones with Rue and that, how's it going to? They just got to cut her out. It just doesn't I make think, any sense. I think they will cut her out then. I think towards the last episodes they might just cut her out completely because it'll be a bit easier because there'll be less. Oh no, it wouldn't be easy. That'd be harder, wouldn't it? Because there'd be less and less... At the moment, you, she can kind of blend in. But there's only like four contestants. And there's not admit, a quite in inter- one. I'm quite interested to see how it all plays out. I must admit, it's quite um, something new. Um, Heidi gives a funny moment. She says, widow delivered, literally because she was pregnant. And then she says, if that doesn't make it in there, that's a problem. That was gold. And I just loved that she was feeling <laughs> herself so much. Feeling her oats, yes. And I have Her to voice say, it's so high. It's so high. <laughs> and getting those amazing confessionals is really the key to being a fan favourite, isn't it? More oh, so than doing well 100%. in the challenges. I mean, if you look at Alyssa Edwards, she has spent most of her time in the bottom, but it's those confessionals and the drama that kind of made her an icon. It is. I think Coco is an underrated confessional queen. Oh my God, I agree. I think Coco is the confessional queen. She's, She's given so good. <laughs> And the intense way she stares and delivers it. She's kind of like... With the col- with the contacts. Those contacts, yes. She was getting a <laughs> life on that bus. Um, what did you make of um, Aiden's rehearsal? Did you think she was gearing up to do well or badly? No, I thought she was definitely going to be in the bottom. Why don't you come up and I read me sometime? Oh! Yeah, <laughs> I definitely thought bottom. And I, th- I think it kind of... She would have... It's done her no favours that Alaska did Mae West so memorably on Snatch Game. Everyone yeah, who watches than... this show has seen a very good Mae West impression. Yeah, it's odd that they included Mae West in this sketch. You think they would have chosen someone else like Bette Davis, on oh, no, a Bette Davis, Fred Wack or something. You know, another iconic, like Eliza Minnelli or something. Do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. that hasn't been so iconically down on Snatch Game. Although Eliza did win race. as well, Alexis Michelle. But yeah, not as memorably yeah. as Alaska's. Um, we get Britta spitting on Aiden during the scene, which we hope is accidentally, but with the way she feels about it, you just don't know, do you? <laughs> um, but it reminds me of Gary Oldman in Friends. Charlie, I know you will not know this reference. You don't, do you? I don't. Gary Oldman in Friends? What was yeah, he, he made a cameo and he was an actor in the show uh, alongside Joey, who's an actor on the show. You're probably the only person I know I'd have to say that to. Joey's an actor <laughs> on the show. And they um, they are both spitting on each other when they're doing their lines. And, like, Gary Oldman's like, why do you have a picture of Paul Ed in your pack? Uh, and he keeps <laughs> spitting over Joey. Uh, honestly, I think it'd be such a good podcast for you to watch Friends for the first time and talk about it. <laughs> I know. I just don't... Uh, yeah, I don't... I only know the classic stuff. Like, they were on a break. We were on a break. What is Ross Geller's job? Oh, I know this. Paleontologist. Yes. See, it's, yes. I was thinking this last night, you know, because I was flicking through the channels and Star Wars was on. And I was like, I don't like Star Wars. I don't watch Star Wars. But I bet if someone quizzed me, I'd probably get most of them right because some things are so unavoidable. And Friends is really in that, isn't it? You haven't watched it, but you still can answer most like yeah. basic pub quiz questions about it. But I don't... I know... Oh, we're getting off topic about going to friends' pocket. Like, I know Monica and Ross are brother and sister. Yes. I don't know how anyone else knows each other. Oh, and Chandler goes out with Monica. Yes, well, spoiler, that's later on in the show, but I guess everyone's oh, seen it. Oh, they don't start from... that way. Oh, okay. 
That's crazy. You don't know that. So you don't know about, <laughs> you don't know. We know they know, you know, you know, what? You don't know. Okay. <laughs> See, Moon gets the reference. That's all that matters. Uh, we're back in the, um, <clears throat> we're back in the workroom and Nikki thinks, uh, is worried that she's taking someone's spot who should be there because she's struggling with the language barriers. Um, do you think that, like, that should be taken into account with the contestant with the language barriers, like holding them back? No, I think it is. It obviously, it is more difficult and harder, but like, I don't think you should get a pass. I think there's been so many Spanish queens on the show, like Yara Sofia and um, Kenya Michaels, that have managed to pull through. We've never had a winner, have we, who English wasn't their first language? Have we? Oh, Bibi Zaharabane, maybe? Maybe. I'll have to do some research before I speak on this. Um, (laughs) Oh, we get a very weird moment now. So they're all talking about their mums, which obviously is standard drag race. Sherry Pye actually gets a few seconds of airtime, which is the biggest gag. But then, after she briefly mentions her mum, we get this very, very long, silent, quiet moment before Jackie starts talking about her mum. It is very um, dramatic. I was getting a little, uh, you know, Meryl Streep giving me... <laughs> <laughs> we're getting it's, a big emotional monologue coming. Well, my theory is, I think, because they've had to last minute edit so much of Sherry out, we assumed that other people would be getting extra seconds. But maybe they didn't have time to do all that. So maybe they've actually just left some moments quite long and lingering to kind of make up the extra airtime. Because it's a very weird, non-drag racy moment. It was. But it does build some tension. And then we do have Jackie's moment talking about how her mum doesn't know she does drag. And it's good that she gets her tears out and cries when she does, because Widow's about to tell her story, which makes hers pale in comparison, really, doesn't it? So <laughs> nice. the, the order was right on that. Tragedy. I think the producers are like, right, Jackie, you go first, because we're saving the big one for last. Widow's going. Um, do you but... think they tell the producers beforehand all these stories? Do the producers yeah, know absolutely. all this? Yeah, and then what they do is they'll have a day where they're like, right, we're all going to talk about our mums. And they'll be like, Jada, you asked so-and-so about her mum. You asked this about... Because some of the contestants before I've talked about when they've got off the show, it's actually really annoying because they're trying to get ready. And then producers are going up and saying, can you go and (laughs) talk to so-and-so about this? And they're like, I haven't got the time, but they have to do it. Um, But Jada says that sometimes, uh, her advice to Jackie is sometimes your parents just have to see the reality and see you living it properly before they can accept it. Which I do totally understand because I found that being gay, because I am gay, by the way, um, I find that even though my family accepted it from the jump, um, when I got in a relationship, I found a new level of kind of understanding about it. And I think sometimes your family need to really see, I don't know, your life doing well in kind of, with the choice you've made, not choice you've made, but the being gay or whatever. Sorry, I've gone off way on a tangent here. Am I making any sense? No, completely. I think it comes <laughs> from, they come from a generation of like AIDS crisis and this constant fear and like prejudice. And so they think, you know, life's going to be so hard for us. So I think there is a, like a, a, a kind of maternal and paternal instinct to protect us. But then it's Sorry also... if you just heard a car horn then. Uh, someone was beeping the horn at me because I look so good. I thought they were just agreeing with what I'm saying. They're like, yes, Charlie. <laughs> yes, Charlie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so then we get Widow's story. She says it's very hard for her to talk about because her mum died in a car crash when she was 17, which obviously is devastating. 
Um, and then, but I have to admit, I felt really guilty about laughing at this. Not that. But Jan says, as soon as she says it, oh my God, so sorry. And she says it really monotone. And I felt guilty that I laughed, but then I checked on Reddit and apparently a lot of people found that funny because even though it was not insincere, just the way she said it sounded really fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously it's heartbreaking. And Widow talks about how she doesn't have a relationship with any of her family now. And no one even knows she's married. And I was like, we didn't know you were married. I know. She kept that secret. I thought she was a widow, so that's hey. just a complete mind blow. But yeah, I'd like to see what her husband yeah, looks not like. Not a widow? What else are you <laughs> lying to us about? <laughs> Sherry Pie the sequel. You're not a woman? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's horrible that she um, had an argument with her mum the day she died. Because, like, that's just makes it even worse, doesn't it? Because I remember when yeah. I was young... Whenever me and my mum had an argument, and if I was leaving the house, my mum would always say, we have to sort this out now, because what if one of us dies? And it's, it's just, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was very manipulative, but it used to work. <laughs> but it's just horrible for Widow that she, like, had that worst case scenario of, like, you knowing the last words you said were in an argument. It just was horrible. But from, <laughs> I'm going to go from that to singing... Denefa Trappy No, so that is from one extreme to the other, but it's a tradition and we cannot let it go. Denefa Trappy No, Denefa Trappy No, Denefa Trappy, Never Trappy, Never Trappy No. Hey! See you in a bit. Bye! United Queendom is sponsored by Q Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q Bar, Q Club, Little Q, and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We forgot to do To The Moon this week, but we cannot miss such an important part of the show, so we've decided to record it and jam it in. Yes, Charlie, please let's jam go. It in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one. To, 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 to the moon. moon. To the moon. To the moon. Come on and take me away. To, to, to. To, 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 to the moon. moon. <laughs> Hi. moon. <laughs> Hi, Moon. What are you wearing? Uh, I could put my webcam on for you guys. Oh, yes, 90s. Is that worked? Who is that man? Is that Phil Collins? It is. It's Phil. Phil Collins. Oh, just the attractive man you want on your T-shirt. I actually do love Phil Collins. I fully support that. What's your favourite Phil Collins song? I think Susudio. Oh, God, that's a horrible song. I love Against All Odds, but I actually prefer the Mariah Carey and Westlife version. Oh. Charlie, do you have a favourite Phil Collins song? I like, and I can't stop loving you. Oh, yeah, that's... That one? (laughs) Taylor Swift did a good cover of it, everyone. Go listen. It always comes back to Taylor Swift with you. We can't do one second of Phil Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's a very cute T-shirt, Moon. Thank you. And your hair's looking nice. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I had it literally cut just before the uh, isolation. I had my boyfriend cut my hair uh, last night and it actually went surprisingly well. Hey, good one. I think that's something I'll keep up, save some money. <laughs> right, should we wrap this segment up so it's easy for you to edit in? <laughs> Let's do it. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. And we're on the main stage and RuPaul comes out wearing a sparkly green dress and kind of a strawberry blonde afro. What do you make of this? I, I thought the afro was quite boring. I feel like I've seen this afro a lot. I'm getting a very Aiden Zane, switch up your wigs vibes. Do you know God, what I, mean? I bet Rue's never been compared to Aiden Zane. That is shade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look like 
<laughs> uh, I, I love the cut of the dress. I'm with Michelle Visage, though. That green is rough. I don't mind. I quite like the dress, but I agree. I don't like the hair. I couldn't really tell if I don't like the hair in any circumstance or whether it's that I don't think it fits suits with that dress. But yeah, something's off. I didn't like it. And then another thing I don't like, Carson and Rue make another fisting joke. (laughs) No. Don't forget, this is a show that blurred Valentina's nipples when she was on stage. And yet it's fisting joke after fisting joke. What is the obsession with fisting and fracking? I'm sick of it. (laughs) Uh, We get our guest judge this week, which is Normani. Um, What do you make of Normani? Girl, she is got to be up there with one of the most boring guest judges we've ever had. Yeah, I'm she's basically sorry. non-existent. It was unforgivable. It was so but we... dull. <laughs> I couldn't. Were it really you... annoyed me. It re- especially because we... you're coming off of Leslie Jones, potentially one of the best of all time. Yeah, I do think that did her no favours. But were you a fan of Normani before this episode? No. I've never been a fan. I'm an, I'm not an Omani stan. Were you a Fifth Harmony fan? No, I never got them lot. And I hate that bloody work from home song. It's so bloody annoying. I found that annoying as well, yeah. And very triggering right now. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, she's a boring guest judge. Um, but the runway is not boring. It's Planet of the Capes, which is quite a cool one. Mm-hmm. Um, first up, we get Jada Essence Hall, who does like a hot pink bodysuit. Uh, with a cape. Did you like her look? No, it was too, like, superhero. I know it was supposed to be, like, superhero, but I hated the big shoulders. I thought it was bland, predictable, boring. I didn't like the colours. Yeah. Dated. (laughs) We're getting bitchier and bitchier when it comes to the runway. I know. It's because we're in isolation. (laughs) It's a lot of negativity pent up. Um, And we get Britta Filter. She comes out in red chaps. Uh, in kind of like a dominatrix get-up with a very, very light cape. Um, did you like this? No, I hated the chaps at the bottom. They were awful. They were so chunky and, like, made it look like you were hard to move and the cape was, like, nothing. Nuh-uh. I didn't mind this look. I thought it was very polished and I did. I agreed with Michelle that I liked her figure and her shape. Um, I agreed that the cape was not the star of the show, so she deserved to be read for that. But I didn't think she looked bad and I didn't mind the chaps. You know me, I love the chaps. You do. And we get Jackie Cox coming out in like a Middle Eastern headpiece with a golden cape. Did you like this one? Uh, I did like it. There's something I just didn't love about it. It's something very boyish about it. I Is it because she's showing a lot a of body? Yeah, maybe it's like about it. It was like, that's a man. Very flat stomach though. <laughs> Yeah, she she was she was definitely reading man. Um, I kind of liked it, but yeah, I wasn't wowed by it either. And Jan doing a black skydiver with goggles. Nope, nope, did not. <laughs> I just think it, the execution wasn't there. It didn't make any sense. The yeah, it wasn't thought, big enough. At th- for a second, I thought she was doing like a Batman, which I really think someone should have done. If I'd have heard Cape, I would have thought. Superman or Batman in drag would have been a really cool concept, but uh, do you think maybe that was a trademark issue? Maybe. Because you'd think at least someone would have done it. Yeah. So I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity to not take the superhero thing a bit further. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get Jan's concept that much. Um, but people were gagging over Gigi's. She, the reference is something that I'm not familiar with. Did you know oh, the reference? Bev, Bev, Trooping 
Beverly Hills, I think. Yeah, that was it. Um, is that Beverly Hills Cop? I don't really understand what's the... No, it's a film. Actually, <laughs> someone told me about it at work the other day. It's like a comedy film about this woman who runs like a girl's, girl's uh, scout guide in Beverly Hills. Is it just called Beverly it... Hills, the film? No, I think it's called like Trooping Beverly Hills or something. Beverly Hills Trooping scout. Beverly Hills. But it's like a famously Can... camp, it's like a gay camp classic. Ah, uh, because everyone was saying her references are so good and this was a really good reference. But yeah, I missed it. And she's so much younger than me and she knows these old references. I'm so jealous. She needed a necklace. There was too much skin there. She looked good, but I, again, maybe because I didn't get the reference, but I wasn't wowed. I just thought, yeah, she looks chic. She looks great. But I think she could have maybe taken it even further. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Sherry Pie comes out as Elvis. What did you think of this? Loved it. I thought it was so gorgeous. Their I boobs love, I were slightly the weird. They were very plasticky boobs. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I like these kind of pop culture references, similar to when Naomi Smalls did Prince. I just love taking a big male icon like that and bringing it into drag. I yeah. I think it's really cool. And then she did the best um, cape reveal because when she turned around and showed it and then it had that big American eagle, I just thought that was like a moment that no one else really managed to create. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And do you think, because I was wondering this, I I can't think of a time when a big girl on Drag Race has ever, like, done so well on the runway. The person who springs to mind is kind of Eureka, but she was still kind of hit and miss sometimes. Um, who else has there been? I mean, Darian always looked nice. I mean, usually they kind of, I don't know, they're not known for... Um, Fashions. Yeah, they kind of can look beautiful like Darian Lake did and Stacey Lee Matthews could look beautiful on the runway, but never like fashion forward. And I'm not saying Sherry Pye's fashion forward, but she's the campy thing. She gets her aesthetic very, she knows what she's doing. This might be very shady, but (laughs) would you consider the original Roxy Andrews to be a big girl? I know she lost a lot of weight for all stars. She kind of always labelled herself thick and juicy. It's hard to know. Yeah, if if she counts, then definitely Roxy would be the number one fashion girl on the runway. Yeah. But Sherry's up there, which is a shame because the history books will not reward her for that. Um, also not being rewarded is Heidi for this look. This oh, was a bit of a mess. <laughs> Just... So, She's got like a multicoloured cape and then a black kind of dominatrix catsuit underneath with quite a horrible wig. Um, Yeah, did you like the cape if it wasn't with the outfit? No, because the two sides don't make sense. It's like two different patterns or two different designs. I just thought it didn't make any sense. I didn't notice that. I thought it was one pattern across the cape. No, if you look at it, the back and the front of the cape were like completely different patterns. One's you do like have a much better eye for like... the runways than me, Charlie. I must admit, I you do. spot things I, I never spot. Fashion queen. Even though I watch the episodes like three times more than yours, I still don't spot what you spot on that damn runway. Got to give it to mm. you. <laughs> um, well, I know you've been looking closely when it came to Crystal. God, God knows what you've been doing when you're watching Crystal. But she <laughs> does like a tropical princess on the runway. Um, the judges loved this. Did you like it? Absolutely loved it. Absolutely oh, loved would. it. I would. I thought it was gorgeous. The face, the hair was gorgeous. The purple and the yellow. I do agree with Michelle. The shoes are hideous and they make no sense. There's no green. <laughs> There's no green on the rest of the outfit. But you know, I'm a very, I'm so pinnicky about shoes. You are. I'm the shoe queen. Your shoe pole. Shoe cam. Uh, I, I didn't really like the colours, to be honest. I think she looked good, so I wouldn't read her for it. But I wasn't as wild as everyone else seems to be. 
Um, but what I did love was Aidan Zane's Silence of the Lambs reference. Very. It was great. It Hello, was Clarice. such a strong Luke. Luke? Where the freaking hell have I gone? Luke? <laughs> I thought you were talking about a boy you liked. Luke? Um, Luke. <laughs> I loved it, but again, you can't, I can't forgive the wig now. Everyone else has changed up the wigs. You can't oh. do a little black wig every time. No, I think that wig really worked with that look, though. And uh, Silence of the Lambs remains to me the scariest film I've ever seen. I'm very triggered by it. I watched it at an age when I was way too young. And I genuinely think I struggled sleeping for over a year because of that film. But um, So I love the reference. I thought it was amazing. I, at first I thought she painted in makeup the um, uh, insect on her mouth. But then later it seemed like she was, like, it just been stuck there. I think maybe it was a bit of blue tack or something. But I think it made sense to me what she was saying last week about her horrible outfit, which is the less is more, because that insect was enough to completely sell that whole concept for me. Yeah. And I liked, I think her less is more thing works. It didn't work when she made her own outfit, but I, I get it now. And I'm hoping she has more surprises because I'm kind of not getting behind Aiden, but because I feel sorry for everyone's ganging up on her. I would love her to have some sort of triumph. Yeah, I mean, it seems unlikely in the Snatch Game, but <laughs> she could if she did someone very unusual... I mean, she's going to pick someone weird, isn't she? Well, my friend Katie's become obsessed with um, speculating over who she's going to do. She came up with Marilyn Manson. I threw in um, Betty Page, but that's not a real person, is it? Betty like pa- yeah, Betty Page is. You're thinking of Betty Boop. Yes, eh? I am thinking Betty Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Betty Boop. So she couldn't do her because she's a cartoon. And then I also said Angelica Houston, maybe. But I'm thinking of obvious people. She probably won't go that obvious. But do you mean Angelica Houston as Morticia Adams? Or just yeah. Angelica Houston as the actress? Well, she'd have to That'd say be quite the actress. Because <laughs> you're not allowed to say, like, a fictional character. But, yeah, probably in her more gothic get-up. So Adams Family type thing. Um, next up, we get Widow Von Du. She's um, a, a watermelon. watermelon. Nope. Do you know what watermelon means? What do you mean, what's it mean? It's a fruit. But as well as that, in urban slang. No. You know, like in the Beyonce song, I've been drinking watermelon. No. What is it? So, so watermelon also means, um, there's no nice way to say this, spunk. Oh. <laughs> Which I think, I think it derives from the fact that there are a few things you can eat that are meant to make your semen taste nice, such as, uh, I think, pineapple, strawberry, and I think watermelon's another one. And I think maybe, or it comes from the fact that when you cut open a watermelon, the way it kind of seeps out. Oh, I was about to say, it's, mine has Sorry, this is very disgusting, and it's not even that relevant, apart from the fact that there is a watermelon on the runway, but I thought if ever I'm going to bring it up, it's going to have to be now. And another thing we can't fail to bring up is she kind of references Janet Jackson with the nipple thing. With the nipple tassels. <laughs> I thought I didn't like this look at all, though. I liked I thought... the concept, but I thought, yeah, it wasn't, it's not pleasing to the eye. And I love watermelons, like visually. I don't know why. Every time I see a watermelon, I just think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> um... Every time I see a watermelon, it brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> it's because I got a pip in my eye. Um, but yeah. The Janet Jackson reference kind of was a bit random. Um, Nikki Doll does 
Mugler, who I don't even really know who that is, so I'm not even going to pretend, and a Joan of Arc reference, and she has a fur cape that comes off and she leaves it on the floor. So what did you think of her presentation? No, the cape, the first cape didn't make any sense. It was just like a cloak. Yeah, it's just, you can't just bring that out and chuck it on the floor. That's not what I'm here for. That's not a look. That's not an outfit. I, th- I thought it was a bad, bad decision. Uh, the outfit was okay. It kind of rem- reminded me of Naomi Smalls in that Naomi Smalls always looks good, but I never, like, I'm that gagged by a lot of her outfits, apart from yeah. the Prince one, which I just mentioned. And then finally, we get to watch Gay's Anatomy. Dun, da, da, da. Did you love it? It was so bad. <laughs> I think it was so badly written. The jo- I mean, these skits are getting worse and worse and worse. See, everyone on Reddit said it was a huge improvement. Oh, no. Which says a lot about Drag Race, that this could be an improvement. I, I, I see what they mean, though. I don't think the writing has had got better, but I think there were less complete um, disasters Disaster. of performance. I think maybe that sold it a bit better than it usually is. I just think they, they, I just think there was like Britta, Gigi, Jada. There's so many people that just didn't have any character and they were just saying lines. Like Jan, I think, as well. It was only really Sherry. Aiden, I'll give well, Aiden got given a, more of a character. In fact, no one did character work. They just kind of, you know. But they all, did, they, well. all made it, they all delivered it because usually you get two or three people who are just completely flubbing it. Yeah. So it actually worked as a sketch. I mean, it didn't work, but it worked. Um, for me, the standouts, I would say, were Sherry and Widow. Who would yours be? No, same. And it's a shame as well, because you're watching bits of Sherry, and you're like, oh, give us more of her, but they bloody can't. Well, I, I was going to ask that. I, this week, I feel like maybe all Sherry's stuff was left in, in the in this scene, just to keep it working. Um, or do you think there was probably even more of Sherry that was cut out? I feel like there might have been more. I, don't know, she was I also quite... love seeing uh, Dahlia come back as the broccoli. Oh my god! Well, I mentioned this before. After Dahlia got, um, I was going to say evicted. This isn't Big Brother. Eliminated. Um, she tweeted, "You haven't seen the last of me this season. I will return." So a lot of people were speculating, including me, that that meant that there might be a big return of the queens this season. But I actually think maybe this is what she's referencing. Which is a shame. I know, she's never going to live the broccoli down. She needs to do all the broccoli merchandise. That's what she needs to do. I think what she needs to do is... on the broccoli. Stop trying to make veg happen, because it's not happening, bitch. Yeah. Okay? No one cares about this fucking broccoli. Well, I don't, anyway. Um, yeah. who, so who do you think were the worst? Who was my worst? I would have said... I think Jada didn't really deliver a character. Definitely Britta again. Because you need to, same in the improvs, in Snatch Game, what, oh, I'm not saying not Snatch Game, in Drag Race, what really works is if you just pick a very broad character type, like slut, or, yeah. um, uh, I don't know, bitch, or ghetto, if you just pick one and just do the whole character as that, you get away with it. But when you just don't have a take on it, like Britta, Jada, I didn't think Gigi was that good, I thought she was quite bland. I agree um, as well, I didn't see why people were saying Gigi did so well. No. I also, sorry to upset you, but I I wasn't really seeing it for Crystal. So I was surprised that she was kind of um, got a bit of a pass on this one. So I didn't, I thought Heidi was better than her in the scene. I thought they kind of did the same. I was really surprised that Heidi got punished so much and Crystal got praised. So I feel like they were doing the same job. Mm. Uh, Well, RuPaul does say everyone did well. And I can only think of 
one time when she's done that before, and that was All Stars 2 when they did History of the World. Do you remember when they were all as like oh, old yeah. figures in history? Um, that was the only time when I could remember Rue saying no one's completely been a disaster here. Do you agree that no one was? No, I don't think anyone was a disaster. I think a half of them were really bland, but no one was a disaster. Yeah, that's the difference. Because in All Stars 2, it was like everyone has done so well in this challenge. Whereas this yeah. is like, no one's completely messed it up, but also most of them and also not have done that amazing. So we find out who the tops are. They're Aiden, Jackie, Gigi, Jan, Sherry and Widow. And then we get the winner. Who did you think it was going to be? Uh, I thought they were going to give it... I thought it was with Jackie, actually. I thought the whole edit, the whole episode, she was getting so much airtime. They were gearing it towards yeah, Jackie. I, I could have seen that, but I thought it was going to be Widow, uh, especially with the like emotional moment earlier. And she's been doing well. Um, but at the same time, if I'd watched that scene and had no prior knowledge, I probably would have said Sherry would have won. But it's just hard not to be biased now. Um, we find out the queens who are considered memorable but overshadowed, and that is Britta, Jada, Crystal, Heidi, and Nikki. Um, so they start critiquing the girls. They think that Britta's cape isn't capey enough. Have to agree. Yeah, it wasn't. RuPaul calls Heidi, Heidi and Siki. Do you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. Yeah, RuPaul's somehow coming up with ones worse than Heidi in Closet. I know. Um, but they tell her, interestingly, that she looks like Diana Ross, which you made that comparison a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? She's so Diana Ross. She's got the voice of Diana Ross. She better do Diana Ross next week. Well, I've actually heard who she's going to do, and it's not Diana Ross. <gasps> oh, my God. I was debating whether to share it, but I think, it, it, Hillary counts as a, <laughs> I think it counts as a spoiler, so I'm not going to. But, yeah, it's a shame that she didn't. Um Michelle loves Crystal's new makeup and look, or look, as you would say. Oh, her face is so gorgeous this week. And it's nice that she's got, because often, like, Michelle tells people to change things, and then kind of when they do, she doesn't really give them credit, so it's good to see she's actually been like, yes, I've noticed this, well done. Yeah, come on, Crystal. Um, then we get the shade of shade. RuPaul asks them who should go home and why. Classic question. Do you love this bit? I do. I think they're being less honest. I thought back in the earlier RuPaul seasons, they were really honest about it. But now I think they're so <laughs> scared of coming across negatively. They're quite uh, safe about it. I'm glad they've got past that stage of there was a period when they all kept saying so-and-so because they're my biggest competition, which was such a cop-out. But I think they've banned that now because no one said it for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so we get Jada says Heidi and then everyone else says Nikki, including Nikki. Do you think that, like, the judges are actually taking this into account when deciding the bottom two? Uh, I don't think they did until... I think RuPaul wouldn't like Nikki saying Nikki. I yes. think he's all about, stay here and fight and show some spirit. And if you're just saying, like, well, I should go home, well, then it's just like, well, then that's like we do the lipstick then, just go home. I think it's a balance because I think they don't like to see delusion. So if you've done badly, I think sometimes they like you to own up to it. But this question specifically, who should go home? I think that is not one to ever be too honest about if you think yourself, because it is just like giving up and doing a bit of a daler. Yeah, so I think once she said that, I think RuPaul was going to send her home. Yeah. And memorably, there was um, season two in the Bride Challenge, one of my favourite episodes of all time. All the queens said Tyra to go home and she won the challenge. So sometimes it's completely discarded of, of who's going home. I think that Tyra's a fucking bitch. 
that what she says? <laughs> yeah, or and then she moves bitch. the hair away from her fringe. It's so iconic. Yeah. What you're not seeing is Tyra is a complete bitch. bitch. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we get, the, we get the bottom two, um, Heidi and Nikki. Would you agree with that? I would have said... No, I would have said Britta and Nikki. Yeah. I think Britta would... really didn't charm me in the challenge. And I didn't like her... Oh, but Heidi's look was so bad. Mm. But I do think I if you I think I would have gone with Britta and Nikki. And if you've been in the bottom before and you don't do well, I think that should come into account. So Britta's not yeah. been doing well. Whereas Jada, I think, was quite bad in this challenge. But she's been doing quite well. So I think I would weigh that up if I was RuPaul, which probably one day I will be if I keep fracking. You're not getting... I'm getting... From Jade, I'm getting such um, Akira Davenport vibes from last series. Yeah, I know what you mean. That pageant, poised, but not giving... I think she gives more personality than Akira. And I am liking yeah. her more than Akira. Um, but yeah, I, th- I still think she's probably the biggest contender for Gigi at this point. Um, so we get the lip sync... Uh, Kim Petras, heart to break. Now, this is the other moment where I was going to say, "Am I a bad gay?" Because I have to admit, I'm not familiar with Kim Petras. I wouldn't have. I'm not even sure if I'm saying her name right. Kim Petras. Petras, yeah, I think so. Are, have you? Are you a fan? I do love this song. I listen to Heart to Break all the time. I and really I like to... this song. This is the first time I heard it. Is this like her signature she... song? Yeah, this is like her big song. Oh, okay, she's a teen bopper. She was like, I think she's famous. She came, she's trans and I think, and German, I believe. Yeah. And I think came out very young and was like famous in Germany for being such a young trans girl. So I think she was famous before she, and then became a pop star. Yeah, I did some reading about her after this episode. And I think she's the youngest person in the world to ever go on hormone replacement therapy as a trans person. Oh. Uh, but, but I don't think she's the youngest. Some people mistakenly think she's the youngest trans person ever in terms of assignment. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I think she was part of a big documentary in Germany that made her famous. And then she's gone on to become a pop star. But I think a lot of people like her who don't even know about that backstory, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this song's good. So I'm going to be exploring her back catalogue now. Sorry, that sounded dirty, but I didn't mean it like Tell that. Tell me it's a nightmare. <laughs> Listen to that one. Well, it doesn't sound good now, so no. No, I'm joking. Absolutely. Uh, so a few people messaged me after the episode say it's massive shade that motivation wasn't used as a lip, the lip sync song, which no, I was that's... expecting. But apparently this was filmed before that came out. And that song is just bland. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just hating Normani at the moment. Have you watched the video, though? I am, and it is great video, but her voice is so generic. I don't know where you listen to it. It's like, this could be any singer. I just don't think she she's made a complete fool out of me because when I watched that video last year, I was messaging everyone I know because this is the type of person I am. Like, guys, we're witnessing the birth of a superstar. Our generation, the next generation, has their Beyonce now. I swear it's coming, and it just didn't happen. And now I look like a complete fool. Yeah, you are. So I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna hold. Which has happened to me before because of the time when when Rihanna was getting big, and I insisted that she was not going to last. So this is the second time I've been proved massively wrong and really put myself out on a limb and looked foolish. And then Rihanna released Umbrella and I've never lived it down. Not that anyone else remembers it but me. But um, So who did you, what did you make of this lip sync? I thought Nikki, well, Nikki gave up like an hour before. But yeah, I didn't think she was, uh, I was surprised. I was expecting flips and dips and cartwheels from uh, Heidi, but maybe she's holding it back. 
Maybe I she's think not going to do a she's so, not going to do a widow and throw all her tricks in the same lip sync. I think Heidi was understanding the song because it's the song is not slow, but it's also not really high energy. So I think, especially probably looking at Rockham last week and what she did and how desperate it looked. I think as a dancer, she knew to pace herself a few tricks, but not kind of still remember to be in tone in line with the song. If you yeah. know what I mean. But the but wig coming that, off. Oh my God, the wig coming off. I mean, that was horrifying because obviously these days that often means a loss, but we do not want to lose Heidi, do we? So when that happened, I was like, no, please. But she put it straight back on in fairness to her. I know. It's not as good as uh, Monique Hart throwing it up into the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. It, Heidi's, her trajectory is reminding me a lot of Monique Hart, of kind of talent, funny, confessionals, but the fashion isn't there and there's a bit of sloppiness, especially with the wigs. <laughs> sloppy wigs. Sloppy wigs. Um, Nikki ironically misses the words on the lyric, this is my last mistake in the song, which I thought was <laughs> yeah, a bit of a coincidence. But we get um, Heidi does the, do you, do you notice she did the Naomi Smalls stage shuffle? <laughs> she did the little shuffle shuffles. I know. I wouldn't, do you think that's hard to do? I haven't really seen many people do it. Maybe it's really easy and no one attempts it. <laughs> and then she does the robot oh I know the robot was too much for me never bring out the robot <laughs> well it's it's funny that Heidi does two things that are complete no-nos in, in lip sync she does the robot and her wig comes off but still manages to win so that's kind of his massive shade to Nikki <laughs> <laughs> and she even does the slow spit that's not that great but yes of course Heidi stays and Nikki leaves and did you like RuPaul's attempt to say au revoir <laughs> <laughs> it's very or incontinental <laughs> that was probably the third take as well the only one they could use <laughs> but Nikki gives a cute goodbye speech she says I don't belong to any drag family but now I can finally say I belong to one are you going to miss Nikki? no I think she had some l- great looks left in her but I feel like your time's come babe yeah I feel like we saw everything we were going to see and I was getting a bit tired of hearing the Oh, I have to be goofy, I have to be goofy thing. It's just like, it's not going to happen. Let's just wrap this up. Yeah. You cabs here, love. <laughs> Au revoir. Um, at the end of the episode, we get a another message, as if we don't have enough disclaimers. $5,000 is going to the Trevor Project to raise money to combat LGBTQ suicide. Um, I didn't know what this was about. Did you? Is it the sherry? Yeah, that that's the reason. Um, I found out later, but I thought it was because of the coronavirus. I thought maybe they felt bad that they'd put an episode on during that. And then my friend looked into it and it was actually, yeah, because of Sherry. So I think Sherry does get to keep her prize money, the 5,000 she got, but they are donating the same amount to charity to kind of balance it out. Compensate. Gotcha. I think so. And then obviously we get next week, Snatch Game! The iconic episode. Yes. And Vanjie's there. I know, that disappointed me. What is this about? I don't know. I'm not... I feel like we've had enough of Vanjie. Is that just me? No, I've had enough of Vanjie. I'm wondering if maybe Vanjie is... You know, there's always the two people in Snatch Game, the celebrities. Oh, yeah. I wonder if she's one of them, because surely she's not doing a walkthrough, because usually when a, a queen comes back for a walkthrough... It's something they were good at. They can give advice on. Vanjie was not good at Snatch Game. Yeah. So surely she ain't doing that. 
Um, I don't know if you caught this, but in the preview, Michelle says, I didn't expect you to be calling Rue a bitch to one of the queens. We don't find out who. But yeah. Clearly one of the queens in Snatch Game calls Rue a bitch. I mean, I assume it's for comedy. <laughs> but, um, who do you think it was? Who would have called her a bitch? Who's gonna... Well, it's be someone who's panicking, maybe. Who do you think is gonna panic? Maybe Aiden. Maybe Aiden. Maybe uh, Jade? Nah, Jada seems like she'd know what she's doing. Yeah. Maybe Widow? No. I think Widow will be good. I've got a feeling Widow's gonna do Missy Elliott. Oh, that would be so good. Really, really les it up. Um, I hope you... they don't do... Uh, you know what I really don't... I don't like when they do other queens. And I yeah. don't like when they do, like, YouTube celebrities. Give me some yes, icons. Yes, I agree. Definitely. There's still so many icons to be done. I know. I can't believe it took until Manila to get someone to do Barbara Streisand. It took or so many years. Or so many years to do Liza. Well, still there's no one has done Judy Garland. No, and yet there's been, what, like three Beyonce's? I know. And also, there's still been no Mariah. I'm going to keep bringing this up, but I'm shocked no one's done Mariah Carey yet. There's so much content there. Yeah. Um, who do you think's going to win if you had to put your name on it? Is that a saying? Put your name on it? <laughs> put your money on it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think... Is Jan the... Oh, well, Sherry's the obvious one. Sherry is the obvious one, sadly. If she wins again, then she's... Kind of four wins now. I mean, I don't know if her first week counts because she didn't win the lip sync. But four wins this early on in the season would be insane. Like most, four wins is the most anyone's ever won in a season apart from Ben de la Creme in All-Stars. So that would be I, crazy. But I think if, Jan has a good shot. Yeah. I think Jackie would be good in character. I don't think she'd be good at making jokes. I think she might struggle. I think Jackie could win actually. Really? And I feel I like think... she's building up to a win somewhere. And this would be a good one to get it. I think G- I'm going to put my money on Jan. Okay, I'm going to put my money on Jackie. I actually still do feel like it will be Sherry, but um, I'm hoping it's not. Although for the Trevor Project, I hope it is because they'll get some more money. <laughs> um, so that's it for this week's episode, Gaze Anatomy. I really enjoyed this one, actually. It was fun. I mean, I enjoy all of them, but this one in particular, I really did like. Um, and yeah, I'm loving doing the recaps. It's giving us some purpose in life. <laughs> well, I'm speaking for myself here, but <laughs> it gives me some I purpose. Know. I hope everyone else is surviving and coping. Yeah, I hope we're helping you through this. Hero is a strong word, but appropriate. And of course, as well as the recaps of Drag Race, we will see you on Thursday for another remote installment of The Ed and Charlie Show. Yeah, listen. So thank you for listening and we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Bye.